Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show season two. Episode 39, my name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Now, tonight we've got a few troops down. I'm still battling through, uh, you know, death, taxes, and my toddler giving me the flu in winter. Uh, it was bound to happen. But tonight we've still got uh, D, we've got Mickey, and we're pumped. You know, whether we've got some troops down, whether we've got a few people sick, this is State of Origin, uh, Game 2, special episode, so we can't wait to dive in. But before we get too carried away, uh, let's dive into our warm-up. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three. Why you not Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. All right, D, I just want to hand the mic straight over to you uh, so you don't have to hear my dulcet tones, but your favourite origin player of all time? My favourite origin player of all time is Freddie Fitler, and I think we touched on this, I want to say episode 34 or 35, um, a little while ago, and it, he's a bloody legend. You can't go past Freddie Fitler. I mean, I had um, good old Andrew Johns on my little list as well, but I think Freddie takes the cake for me. Yeah, look, for me, I, I've got to go Joey. Uh, although there's a couple of yeah. modern-day players who, you know, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a player who isn't in this series, and we'll talk more about that later, but Latrell Mitchell, he's fast becoming a bit of a favourite of mine, but, uh, yeah, I can't go past Joey Johns for sure. Mickey, what about yourself? Yeah, I definitely think Boyd Corden is one of my favourites. He was so like so strong at club level, but I think at State of Origin he just excelled and took it to a whole new game and the stats are there to back it up as well. So he captained, he captained um, that back-to-back win in 2018 and 19, was it? Yeah. So, you know, I think he's just one of the greatest. <laughs> All right, team. And he's a reason. Yeah, that's yeah, it. exactly. Right. I'm a bit biased, but definitely, uh, definitely a special player. All right, team. Well, let's jump into our first segment for tonight: the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is: you play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um... And they run through our ass like sh- through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, crew, the master plan has worked. We've got rid of the Queenslanders off the panel for tonight's special episode. (laughs) How good's that? Just the New South Wales Blues are in the house. But um, I know Dana and Coz, you know, they'll be listening to this. The group chat's going to be firing off pretty soon. So let's give the Queenslanders a little bit of love and let's go through their team to start with. Mickey, I'm going to start with you. Talk us through the back line of Queensland. Just one minor change there for game two. Yeah, with um, Murray Talangai, I think that's a good... And he was obviously like in the squad, but with Coates being out, I think he's been playing really well at club level. So um, having him play now at State of Origin, I think he's really going to. I think he will shine. I think he'll play really well there. I I personally like watching him play for Cowboys. So will be a player to watch out for for sure. Yeah, D. I mean, we don't like to give the enemy too many tips on how to pick their football team, but. You know, what's your thought? When you lose Xavier, would you have gone to, uh, to a Lungy or would you have looked at sort of a, a Corey Oates? Oh, look, 
I like tolangi um, more so than oats. I feel like, yeah, again, I feel like Queensland, um, they did all right in game one, but maybe the loyalty selections are getting a bit too much for them. Um, you kind of need to start pulling in some fresh blood and you see a bit of a difference with New South Wales squad versus Queensland squad because of that. Um, look, I don't mind the the Queensland squad. I mean, they're not... They're not the bee's knees at the minute. And I'm obviously here in Perth, so I've got my eyes out looking to see where they are and, and who's around. Um, but, um, yeah, look, I would give Tolangi yeah. a really good red hot go. Uh, a couple of takeaways for me, Kalen uh, Ponga. I mean, it is just – I'm just so thankful that he gets the opportunity to escape the absolute <laughs> schmozzle mess of the Newcastle Knights at the moment. I mean – and, and, and it's not just even, you know, the, 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 you know, the losing, we're a bad football club at the moment. I totally get that. But he is just getting absolutely pounded into the earth uh, every time he puts on that red and blue jersey. So those late hits on fifth tackle, they are just taking their toll. So, you know, for me, I, I'm as blue as they come, but I would love to see Ponga have a really strong performance in this game. But most importantly, get through it without any sort of uh, – you know, late hits or rubbish because um, he's certainly taken a few blows uh, uh, in the lead up to game two. Uh, the other little takeaway too is, is Dane Gagai. Uh, look, he's lost his form for sure. Certainly not the player he was uh, at the start of the season. Now we say that and, uh, you know, we, we know what his history is. We know what he's capable of. But yeah, obviously made a ton of missed tackles in game one as well. And yeah, just seems to be a little bit off the pace. So yeah, going to be really interesting to see whether Dane Gagai can sort of, you know, put that aside and, um, you know, put together one of his historic performances. Mickey, speaking of historic performances, Cam Munster, what's doing? Um, did you in any way anticipate what we saw in game one? And, you know, what, what, what's your thoughts? Is, is there any sort of um, strategies you've been able to come up with in terms of trying to shut him down? I... Literally, when I saw them in the shed before the game, I was like watching it with some of my uni mates. And I said, I have a feeling Cam Monster's just going to have a blind attack. I was like, I don't know. I just have a feeling. I don't want it to be true. But my gut never lies. And yeah, at the end of the game, I like even in the group chat, like I said, I was like, I feel like Cam Monster's going to get man of the match. And I think Dana was saying, I can't remember who she said, she thought was going to get man of the match. But yeah, I was like, no, nope, I see it. There was just something about him. So if he performs like that in Origin too, I think he's going to be, yeah, hard He did to... not care. He did not no. care. He came to play. It, exactly. it, it, was, uh, it was pretty special. I mean, it had, I want to say Joey vibes, but that's not fair to our Queensland audience. I'm going to say <laughs> Wally Lewis vibes. But, you know, the ability for him to just, you know, make it up on the spot uh, and produce that sort of performance is pretty special. You know, it, obviously we'll talk about New South Wales shortly, but there's a few defensive selections in that team who, in my opinion, have been selected to try and counter Cam Munster. Now, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Daily Cherry Evans, a, again, you know, he has been very uh, up and down, D, uh, throughout uh-huh. the season. At his best, I, I, don't, I don't know whether Nathan, Cle- you know, Nathan Cleary, Daily Cherry Evans at their absolute best, they've been going toe-to-toe throughout the season, but... What was really impressive to see in game one is that Daly Cherry Evans came in, composed. He's an experienced player now. He's a bit of a leader amongst the Maroons. You kind of expect it. You know, whilst occasionally he can go a little bit off the boil for Manly, he doesn't appear to do that when, when he puts on that Queensland jersey. 
No, there's a different kind of awe to state of origin, right? No matter what colour jersey, it's it's a completely different state of mind that you step into. Um, so you you really see him, and I know we make this joke all the time that he's consistently inconsistent for, for my beloved Sea Eagles, but that Queensland jersey comes on and you do notice, and I know that Nathan up the chin, Cleary, has um, started to, to gain some experience with those big four matches, but you really notice the leadership and experience that comes through with DCE. You really do notice that Shez has got a lot of backing around him and a lot of skill set. You, you watch him watch the game and he reads the game really, really well. Um, yeah, yeah, no matter yeah, how yeah. intense he is, he can stay pretty composed. Yeah, I, I just felt like there was a period of time there where we had – you know, Sammy Walker, we had Reese Walsh, we had a few of these, you know, really up-and-coming rookies, and everyone was so quick to sort of say, okay, Daly, come on, let's start to, you know, move you aside and bring in these young ones. But Daly, you know, over the last sort of 18 months, he's really showed that, you know, this, this is going to be his jersey for a little while yet, that's for sure. All right, Mickey, I'm going to wind you up and let you go on number eight, Lindsay Collins for the Sydney Roosters. <laughs> Lindsay's probably been following Mojo Sports, and look, I've been pretty harsh on the Sydney Roosters forward pack. I've said... You know, this season that no one fears the Sydney Roosters forwards. Like, you know, play, you know, teams are just rolling out there. There's no intimidation factor. You know, Lindsay, you know, he started to really turn things around and obviously it's good to see after, you know, coming back from that big knee injury. Yeah, definitely. I um, Yeah, it's always good to see someone from your own team up there, even, you know, like someone from the Roosters up there, like playing for Queensland, it sort of makes you, I guess, still want to want them to have a good game um and I think yeah he's definitely been informed for the Roosters I'd be scared if he ran at me so I, I, would, I, I wouldn't say we don't have a scary forward back um but no I think he'll um he'll definitely have a good run up there yeah with Queensland and I look and I think that the, the secret to this whole thing is Trent Robinson whilst I feel like form's been down and things have been a little bit patchy for the Sydney Roosters a guy who I have a lot of faith in is Trent Robinson. So I think Lindsay's recent form, that's got Trent Robinson written all over it. I think he simplified his game. Um, you know, he's been able to build a little bit of confidence back in Lindsay and, you know, just standing him in front of a mirror and saying, Lindsay, you know, look at yourself, my friend. You are six foot, what is he? Let, let's give him a bit, six foot five. He's an absolute monster. Yeah. Um, he's so young, so athletic, so dominant. So, yeah, it's great to see he sort of, you know, break his way in there. Well, look, will he start? I think Queensland are probably playing a little bit, a little bit of games there. You know, it, it'll be really interesting to see whether Tino slides into that starting role and you might see Paddy Carrigan come in off the bench. But, you know, we'll, we'll wait to see what kickoff that, that, that sort of – yeah, what Queensland do there. D, uh, Benny Hunt, obviously, because she was very loud. She was very proud when it come to the Dragons. I wasn't. I was absolutely speechless when it came to that Dragons performance last week. But, you know, we, we've, regardless of, you know, people's views on Ben Hunt, I mean, I, I, I just have not seen him in better form. I mean, you know, he's he's been a little bit patchy at club level and then he's always came in and been really dominant for Queensland. But now... You know, he's 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 playing brilliantly, whether it's club, whether it's state. Talk to me a little bit about Benny Hunt because to be picking him as your starting hooker over Harry Grant, I mean, that says a lot about him as a player. I think that what he's done, and you'd like to hope and pray that players would do this before state of origin selections, but he's taken all of the skills and expertise and he's just run on that same energy 
from State of Origin and brought it down to Clubland um, to your usual off-the-park match. That's where I feel like it, it's happened this week, last week. Um, last round, he was unbelievable. It was Who incredible. would have thought the Dragons had them in it? Like, and that was... Yeah. Oh, it's, and it's great to speechless. put in some attacking players, you know, in your team and kind of sprinkle them in and hide them. And, you know, put, putting a halfback at hooker uh, there at Benny Hunt, that, that puts him in a really good position. Uh, look at the rest of the team. Papa Lee, I, you know, I still feel like he, you know, he's considered, uh, you know, still the premier forward in the game. But, you know, f- for me, I, I'd have to say Payne Haas is right there. So, you know, every every single year I challenge Papa Lee to say, listen, the younger guys are coming. They're, they're trying to take your crown as the number one guy. And every single time he proves me wrong and, you know, remains that number one guy. So I'm going to challenge him again, you know, Papa Lee, you know, you know is he... Is he still the number one forward in the game this season? I'd probably say not quite, but, um, yeah, let's see how he goes in Perth. Uh, looking at the back row, we've got Kurt Capewell, uh, Felice Cafusi, again, another player who I've been a little bit critical of in the Melbourne Storm system. Just because we have such high expectations of Felice, I feel like um, we, we're yet to see his best football. And then Tino at lock, you know, that that's an interesting selection. You know, I'd like to see a little bit more, you know, ball playing, a little bit more uh, your sort of movement there. And obviously the loss of Ruben Cotter. I mean, that's fantastic for the New South Wales Blues, but I just find it hard to believe that you're going to just sort of, um, you know, load up with, with sort of a traditional front rower in that position. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how things move and shift, in particular how Queensland use their interchange bench. Uh, Mickey, speaking of interchange bench, look, Queensland's bench, you've got to give it to them. It's looking pretty solid. We've got Harry Grant, who a lot of people view as the best dummy half in the game. Jai Arrow, who, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about Jai in a second, but he's, a, he's, a, he's an origin player. Uh, Pat Carrigan, in my opinion, was the best player on the park. And then Jeremiah Nanai, he's just set the rugby league world alight. So talk to us a little bit about Queensland's bench because uh, very, very impressive. Yeah, definitely. Those are some yeah huge names to have as some fresh legs there. Um I think, yeah, having Harry Grant on the bench and then being able to come in into that hooker position, like, as you said, he's, like, one of the best hookers at the moment in the game. So um, I think, I think yeah, um, Queensland have a very strong bench there. Um, so I'm just having a look at they're, it they're absolutely, yeah. They're absolutely spoiled, Mickey. I mean, to have Harry there, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's going to be really interesting to watch Mal Meninga towards the back end of the year, obviously when the World Cup um, squad's picked because there are so many dummy halves that are sort of fighting for that role. So, you know, it'll be yeah. very interesting to see where that lands. Mickey, all right, that that's enough love. I think we've done our <laughs> best to kind of, um, you know, keep Dana and Cos happy at our Queensland listeners. But we are a Blues panel. It's do or die. We are down 1-0. Um, we, we, we've been thrown into chaos. The pressure's on. And Mickey, you know, there there has sort of been, a, there is a little bit of a panic in the air because there's been quite a lot of changes. Let's quickly run through them. Let's start with the back line with Matty Burton coming in there in the centres. What's your view? What's your view on that selection there? I am quite, I'm, I'm happy with that. I feel like it's a good selection. Um, he, I feel like in game one, Nathan Cleary's kicking game, like he was getting targeted very quickly. Um, so he wasn't, up to standard with his kicking game. Um, so bringing Burton in there, he's got like one of the biggest bombs in the game, I find. Um, so I think he's a good little addition. He can like take a lot of that 
pressure off Cleary if it needs to come to that um, as well. So, I, yeah, I and he's just been so strong at club level. Like, even on the weekend, like, against the Tigers, like, he was just – he was, was just, like, ripping through. Like, I was just like, yeah, I feel like it would be – if he missed out, like, I would have been pretty upset about that. So. He's in pretty special form, that's for sure. Look, it's a little bit harsh on Katoni Staggs. I, I, I think my, you know, and we're going to get into it, but I, I just think my my criticism of Freddie is there's just so much inconsistency in his selections where he just hasn't been consistent. He's just picked who he wants to pick, and look, I respect that because it's his job on the line. When when at the end of the day, you'd love him to, you know, either be loyal or just pick players on form or go younger or go more experienced, be a little bit consistent. But look, he's just choosing. He's just chosen the players he wants to uh, coach, and uh, you know, we'll see whether that works out for him. Uh, D, let's talk about a few more here. No, Josh Addo Carr. I mean, it puts me in a really good position, D, because theoretically, when it comes to game two, <laughs> I can't lose this game because in the last episode, I think I sort of said, if Josh Adokar isn't picked, I'm going to have to start following Queensland. Now, that just makes me uh, physically ill. I mean, more ill than I <laughs> currently sound, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I guess if Queensland win, I'm, I'll, be, I'll be there. But, no, look, in all seriousness, D, brutal, brutal, brutal selections there. Which, no Josh Adokar. Um I, I, and then also, like, I'm just so torn, D, because I'm also, like, a little bit uh, – I feel for Daniel Tupo because he is a great guy. He's an absolute gentleman of our sport. He's achieved so much, and he's probably in career best form himself. So, yeah, it, it feels um, a little bit little bit difficult there. So talk to me a little bit about the other edge there in Stephen Crichton, who obviously came off the bench, made a few of those errors, and Daniel Tupo. Thoughts on those ones? Look, I'm <laughs> – I'm with you. I'm confused as to what um, Freddie Fittler is doing on this one because you you look at the changes and you think, all right, he's kind of selecting based on past performances, but then you have your Addo cars who did perform and your two poses, which we think obviously did so much better um, than Crichton, and you're surprised as to why this has happened. So I, I understand where, that, where your headspace is at is there. I'm, I'm not sure. See, what, um, what about what about the opportunity to have created the the combos like that, that? That's where I feel like we really missed an opportunity. Like Brian Toto and Stephen Crichton, that would have been a really good combo. Uh, and you know, you think about Matty Burton and Josh Adokar, who play at club level at the Bulldogs. So suddenly, you've got the entire team is from the Penrith Panthers, and then you've got you know you've got Toto Crichton, and then you've got Matty. I, I just feel like not enough is spoken about in terms of combinations at this level. It's okay to say, okay, this guy's the best player and this guy, let's put him together in camp and let's try and figure this out. But look, yeah, anyway, I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you know, we're all very confident that New South Wales can get the job done here, but these are some really bold selections from Freddie Fittler and, uh, you know, we're going to see whether it works out for him. Uh, look, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary uh, getting picked in the halves, that's obviously common sense. Um, gamble responsibly, but Nathan Cleary is going to set Perth on fire. Um, I don't, I can't remember the last time Cleary's played two poor games in a row. I, I that sort of, we haven't seen that in quite a while. So expect Nathan Cleary to not be spectacular, but be a lot more controlled. Uh, Mickey, to your point, his kicking game was, you know, compared to his stand, it's awful. You know, he has mastered the ability of that crossfield kick and 
putting it one metre out, you know, in, in the exact spot where the winger can't catch it and get a, you know, a seven tackle set and catch it in the in goal, uh, but, you know, sort of allow his wingers the opportunity to compete. And, and that was an area where he certainly struggled. You know, D, you know, the other one too is Jerome Luai. I, I felt like, you know, he didn't, you know, he didn't get, you know, a lot of criticism either. It all went on Nathan Cleary's shoulders, but I really feel like Jerome really needs to step up in this game and, you know, ju- just, just attack and, Help to build momentum with New South Wales. Run first. Uh, yeah, thoughts on Luai? Look, he agreed. Uh, everything sat on Nathan's shoulders, but the six and, the six and seven need to work together. If this is what Fittler's going to do and build a team around these two guys, then they need to work together. Um, uh, I'm very critical of Jerome in the past, and I still am. Um, I 100% believe that he's not doing enough for the team. Um yeah. Club level and here. Yeah, well, you know, he's not that young kid anymore where, you know, just playing good enough is good enough. You know, he's really going to have to step up and show that, you know, he is one of the game's lead. He does it at club level, but, you know, we really need to see it uh, for his state and take a little bit of pressure off Nathan Cleary. Mickey, the big uh, surprise selection is the the dummy half position. Apikorosau comes into the side at number nine, obviously, Freddie Fittler's just, you know, he's looking at the Penrith Panthers team list and he's like, who's from New South Wales? Let's pick them all. I mean, it's a pretty good strategy. Um, but I guess my direct question to you is, who is the better hooker, Appy Corusau or Damien Cook, in your opinion? Who's the better hooker? Yeah. I don't know. See, I was talking about this at work today and I was like, look, I'm not totally mad that Cook's on the bench, but... I don't know. It's so hard because he did he did play all right in our first game, but it'll be interesting to see how, yeah, just how it plays out. If he's not performing, I guess we can bring up, um, you know, do our yeah. switcheroo because we've got the two there. But D, I don't know, it's a I, tough one. I'm, I'm going to back Cook. I, for me, it's Cookie. I, I still feel like Damien Cookie is the better dummy half. And this is where it just frustrates me a little bit with the inconsistency in the selections in that I get it. You've picked Appy to create the the Penrith spine, basically, besides Tedesco, the captain. But, you know, I, I just – I didn't see that same consistency in the outside backs, which we just kind of spoke about. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I just feel like Damien Cook in the number nine, I think we could do something really uh, – I, I feel like we could have an X-Factor player as a uh-huh. utility on the bench – that could do something pretty special for New South Wales with 20 minutes to go. I feel like interchanging the dummy halves, you know, that's going to have a big impact in the game. But, you know, I just feel a little bit sorry for Nico Hines and a few of those other players who I'd love to see get a Blues jersey. But, yeah, you know, again, a lot of love for Appy. I think he's a great player. But this is a big call by by Freddie to to bench him. I'm with you on that. I think Damien definitely has that aura that we need. He needs that. He's that player that we need in this spot, especially when it's game two um, and we really need to win this one. I don't think that Abby has it in him to step up. That's going to be interesting. All right, guys, let's fly through the rest of it. So Payne Hass obviously picks himself. Jake Travojevic, uh, you know, he was I was the big advocate of him last week. Uh, D, obviously, you know, he's your, you know, beloved player there. But, um, yeah, Jake needs to be in this side. I, I feel like th- that is clearly an admission by Freddie that he got it wrong in that for, in game one. So, yeah, Jake Travojevic coming in. The other thing it does do is it does demonstrate that New South Wales don't quite have as much depth in the forwards as what they thought. 
there was a period of time there where Daniel Saifidi was playing at, at an unbelievable level. Level he's injured. Jacob Saifidi, you know, he sort of came in and around the squad and was dropped. We're going to talk about some other pretty bold, uh, you know, uh, moves there. But uh, yeah, Jake Travoyevic uh, coming back there. Uh, Kim Murray, Liam Martin, and Isaiyo. I, I feel like that's a really um, well established back row. Um, Liam Martin, Penrith player, really, uh, you know, gives it gives it his all in defence as well. All right, breaking down the bench for the New South Wales Blues, we've got Angus Crichton who comes back in. Again, I called for his selection. Now the time is for Angus Mickey to really step up. Um, you know, because the, the reality is, is we've seen Angus Crichton at his best and he is one of the game's absolute best players. You know, like 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 most players, he's unable to deliver that sort of performance each and every week. But Mickey, this is his moment. I, I feel like he's not going to get a lot of minutes. You know, Cam Murray, Liam Martin, as I yo. These boys are going to play a lot of minutes, so he's not going to have a lot of time. But whatever minutes he gets, Angus Crichton's going to have to, um, yeah, put in a pretty strong performance here. Yeah, I think he'll heal them. Like that first game, I think um, Roosters versus Raiders after that State of Origin when he wasn't there. I think I was watching him and I was like, yeah, he he's playing to show that he should be there, and I'm glad that he's playing like this because. I thought he deserved to be there. I think, yeah, his form, I think, has been, you know, good enough for him to be in the squad for sure. So hopefully, yeah, if he does prove himself when he's on the field, he might even get to stay out there for longer than we think. So Yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of class on the bench there for New South Wales. Damien Cook, Angus Crichton, uh, Junior Bolo. Uh, Junior was very, very poor yeah, in the last Origin game, very, very poor. And then Brad Arthur backed him and RCG up in that game and made them start. You know, the forwards that did back up in, 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 in origin in other teams, they were sort of brought in off the bench and played less minutes. Um, Parramatta obviously lost that game. So, yeah, look, it, it, it's been a little disappointing period for Junior. Um, and, look, I, I feel like he's really fortunate to be in his position because, Mickey, you know, RCG is out playing Junior at the moment. So RCG completely out of the squad. Yeah. Uh, Junior gets to hold his position. So, look, I... I yeah, I, I think it was brutal that RCG got dropped. But, yeah, Junior, yeah, again, he needs to have a big game. Yeah, I, yeah I'm so shocked that, yeah, RCG got dropped. I don't know. I don't know what Freddie was thinking because <laughs> I thought he was one of our, you know, one of our strongest mm. players on that – in game one, sorry. So, yeah, I think he'll be missed in game two. So Yeah, a little bit awkward. I just, oh, just so in. shocked. <laughs> It's a little bit awkward mateship back at Parramatta. You know, that's that's an awkward conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the last one, obviously, Talakai, congratulations. Obviously, he'll get his opportunity. I really feel like that's a little bit of a desperate move, uh, being down 1-0 in the series. This, this is a player who, you know, you're, you're sort of, you know, we, without Tom Travojevic, without Latrell Mitchell, I think we're all predicting that this game's going to be close and it's going to come down to the wire. You need players on the bench that you can bring in and try and break the game open. Talakai is that type of player. There's a few others that were probably ahead of him, but given where New South Wales are in the series, I feel like that's a really good option. Look, to be honest, there's a little bit of controversy in some of the extended players that got picked, Jordan McLean, Clint Gutherson, Victor Radley. I, I you know, I, I know COVID's a thing and six players could be ruled out, but you know, I, I'm, I'm never too concerned with that. The one thing I would say though is Nico Hines just needs to keep his head down, keep working, um, because, you know, I, I really feel like he is very, very close there, maintaining his spot as 18th man. Um, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't get a, a game in Game 3. 
All right, team. Well, obviously, we're going to do our, our round-the-ground predictions. I think it's going to be a New South Wales Blues clean sweep, uh, which, you know, the way it should be. But, Mickey, how did New South Wales win this one? Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. Oh, I don't know. I really want to say that New South Wales will win, but I also just – I just don't know. But I'm obviously going to tip New South Wales. Come on, Mickey. Um, yeah, I'm always gonna. I can't. I can't go against New South Wales, but I'm just. Bit, I'm extra in this, you know. So um, definitely New South Wales in a close one. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the scoreline could be though. But. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, I'm. I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna go close. I'm, I'm gonna go sixteen twelve. I think. Um, yeah, look, no, let's go 18-12 because Nathan Cleary doesn't miss a goal kick or he shouldn't. Uh, he's, you know, one of the game's best. So I'm going to go 18-12. Um, you know, thinking about, you know, uh, you know, plays the game, I think it's got to be a Zayo. I, I feel like, you know, obviously disgraceful he didn't get taken off the field in game one. That's a whole nother podcast and conversation. But, you know, he, he, he was really warming up to the task to be, you know, basically the game's best player. So I really feel like if he comes in and has an absolute blinder and he really establishes this Penrith Panthers style of football that the New South Wales Blues have yet to be, at, you know, that they've... They've been able, they've been unable to unlock that type of performance. So yeah, I, I think Isaiah is going to have a big game in this one. Eighteen points to twelve, New South Wales. Uh, D twenty six six to New South Wales. Oh, there we go. Twenty six six. We're stepping up. All right, excellent. And uh, obviously Dana and Cos, they'll be supporting their beloved Queensland. But look, this is going to be an absolute cracking match. And uh, you know, I, I think you know. Come on, the New South Wales Blues. We've got to even this series up. Everyone loves a three-game uh, series, and uh, yeah, that'd be great to see a decider. All right, team, let's move through to our final segment for tonight, uh, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing Closing Time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, we've got to jump in on the conversation. Every time there's a, there's a uh, origin team's picked, there's always a controversial, uh, you know, player or two or three that wasn't selected. So that's my question for you in rapid fire. Which player was unlucky uh, not to be selected for game two? It can be either side, New South Wales or Queensland. I'm calling it Adokar. was unfortunate not to get selected. I think he really stepped up. I think he played like he wanted to be selected. I think he showed that hunger that we've been saying that he shows all the time. And uh, it's unfortunate that obviously that hunger isn't translating um, across the across the team at the Bulldogs, but he is playing like an origin player. He's playing so loud and proud. Um, and I think he's been really unfortunate to, to lose out of this selection. Mickey? Yeah, 100% agree. That's what, yeah, I was going to definitely say the Fox as well. Like, he scored at like three tries in, was on the, not the weekend, the weekend before, or whatever. You know, he's, he's trying to prove that he should be there. And even just, I feel like him being around the camp would just bring so much more to the boys. Um, I think that they're definitely just missing that little bit of extra personality around the camp, which can just, like, you, it had just changed changed everything so much in yeah, look, training and yeah yeah look for me I, I'm just so used to having two big boppers on the on the bench now I'm not saying Talakai is small I, I'm definitely not saying that at all because obviously you know he, he's he's an each back rower he can play in the centers but he is an absolute 
massive human being. But, you know, I'm still all about those traditional forwards. I know the game's changing, but it's just so difficult for me to not see two forwards, um, two traditional forwards on the bench. And, you know, Queensland, they, they know that they've gone with the modern style as well and they haven't done it. So I totally understand it. But again, not to beat a, a dead horse, but RCG not getting selected. I, I think that's, that's, that's pretty hectic. I mean, you know, it, it's not like he's an old player as well. He's only 27. So he's a, he's a guy who you could invest in and still get a few years out of as well. Um, and I actually think he's a pretty important player because, you know, the Saifidis haven't quite been where they need to be with injuries and form and things like that. And, you know, Jordan McLean's been brought in as a bit of emergency cover there. So you can see New South Wales, they're starting to dig into some of their depth there when it comes to the forwards. So, um, yeah, but in saying all of that, in Freddie we trust. He is going to make us look silly. Every single selection he's made is going to be a master stroke <laughs> as New South Wales put the cleaners through the Queensland team, I'm sure. But uh, cannot wait for this one. We hope our listeners Let's are for this one. New South Wales coming up against Queensland. State of origin game two. All right, team, that's all the time we have. Just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league and State of Origin. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. We've been watching those numbers uh, recently. We're, we're just so overwhelmed and thankful for your continued support. How can you continue to support us? It's simple. Just continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends. Thank you for choosing Mojo Sports. And until next time, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.